Get out the way. Who got a watch? Who got the time? I'm raising the clock. Even in my feelings, grind don't stop. Got big Welcome to Mature Allure, where we chat about, celebrate, and highlight perspectives and experiences of women in midlife. Today, I'm excited to have Danica Bunch with us. Hi, Danica. How are you? Well, how are you? It's great to be here. Yeah, yeah. I'm so happy you're here. Um, We're going to talk about public relations today. And we're going to talk about public relations because you are a public relations expert. You own Danica BPR. Um, And we're going to talk about public relations from the business point of view and a little bit from personal. So first, if you could introduce yourself, that would be great. Yeah. So as I said, I'm Danica. I'm from Danica BPR. Um, I'm from Australia and I've worked in public relations and all aspects of public relations for over 20 years now. So I had a long background in government. And then in the midst of COVID, I started my own agency and it was obviously a crisis PR is a big aspect of the work that I do, reputation management. And at the time of COVID, it was just a a time when that's exactly what the world needed. They needed my skill sets. And my agency has really grown since then. Oh, that's great. That's great. Um, And we are going to talk a little bit about crisis PR too, um, because I think a lot of times when people think crisis PR, they're thinking, to me, the absolute worst thing. But sometimes there are little things that happen that turn, those little things turn into a crisis. So we'll talk about that a little bit down the line. Um, What types of businesses do you think should have PR? Does it matter? I think every sort of business should have PR. And the way I describe PR, because a lot of people don't understand what PR actually is, or they've heard about marketing and they think, how does marketing and PR work in together? And the way I like to describe it is, you know, marketing is almost like the gun. So that's where you fire your messages off. But PR is the silver bullet. That's the messages that you're actually going to tell. And it's also the decisions about where you're going to deliver those messages and that story too. So really PR and marketing go in hand in hand and PR is very much about the strategy and the strategic delivery of your messages so really it's it's every every business every business person should have an aspect of PR and particularly strategic PR before they even think about marketing because marketing can a lot of the time be a scattergun you know you can be you can be firing it off everywhere but you actually don't know that it's having that cut through and most importantly you don't know it's having an effect on your bottom line and the the objectives you're wanting to meet with your business. I think that's interesting that you said marketing PR strategy should even be in place prior to a marketing strategy because you always think about marketing. I think PR is thought of when things go wrong and they think of it as, you know, I need somebody to come in and deal with all of the things that may have may be going wrong or have gone wrong versus um, marketing is just a continuous thing. All right. So I wanted to ask about strategic communications. What exactly is strategic communications and why is that important? Yeah, look, if it's done well, it's strategic communications can actually save you a lot of time and money. 
So if you actually take a step back and build a strategy and a roadmap for your marketing and your messaging, it means that you know that you're going to have measurable goals achieved and you know that you're going to be able to measure the impact on your bottom line and your business. The other aspect about, I guess, strategic PR and communications is that if you have a really sound strategy in place and you know your messaging well, you know that your messaging is going to connect with your customer and you know how to connect well with that customer, um, it's actually going to future-proof and de-risk your strategy. So hopefully it's also going to alleviate any potential problems or crises in the future. Or if they occur, you're going to be able to connect very quickly with your customer or client base so that you can, I guess, mend some of that damage very early before it actually becomes a, a bigger problem. Mm, mm. So can you explain to us how PR and marketing work together? Yeah, so, I, you know, as I say, I like to describe it almost like PR is a silver bullet and marketing is the gun. Um, and you really need to know that when you're firing that gun, it's really hitting the mark. It's hitting your targets. And that's why I think they work beautifully hand in hand. And a lot of the time businesses, particularly when they're new businesses, they'll jump straight into marketing. But they're actually not taking that step back to really think about what's the best way of doing this? What's the best way of approaching this? And if you know your, if you get to understand your data, your demographic, you'll, act, you'll be able to save a lot of that um, investment and energy because you know that you'll be able to click the, click the button and hit the customer or client base that you need to. Mm, mm. Should... And we've talked about this because, of course, you're a PR professional yeah. and it is important. But again, I guess I'm reiterating, should businesses invest in PR? Absolutely. And PR doesn't have to be a, a costly exercise. And when you think about it, by investing a little bit in, of your marketing spend into PR, you're probably going to save money at the end of the day because you, mm. you know that you're going to have a strategy. I also encourage a lot of business owners that I work with to really learn about how we do it as well. And once they can actually spend time with a PR practitioner like myself, they really get in that mindset and that approach so that even when they perhaps don't need their PR anymore and they're just doing their marketing, they really understand what they're doing and why they're doing it. And so they can also ask those big questions about, you know, we do that better into the future. And I think one of the, the key parts of any campaign or any crisis even that I manage is that point of reflection where you stand back and you evaluate how did that go? How did we do with that campaign? Um, could, we, could we have adjusted things to perhaps touch touch point with a different client mm. base? I wanted to ask about strategic communications. What exactly is strategic communications and why is that important? Yeah, look, if it's done well, it's strategic communications can actually save you a lot of time and money. So if you actually take a step back and build a strategy and a roadmap for your marketing and your messaging, it means that you know that you're going to have measurable goals achieved and you know that you're going to be able to measure the impact on your bottom line and your business. The other aspect about, I guess, strategic PR and communications is that if you have a really sound strategy in place and you 
know that you're messaging well, you know that your messaging is going to connect with your customer and you know how to connect well with that customer, um, it's actually going to future-proof and de-risk your strategy. So hopefully it's also going to alleviate any potential problems or crises in the future. Or if they occur, you're going to be able to connect very quickly with your customer or client base so that you can, I guess, mend some of that damage very early before it actually becomes a, a bigger problem. Mm -hmm. So can you explain to us how PR and marketing work together? Yeah, so, I, you know, as I said, I like to describe it almost like PR is a silver bullet and marketing is the gun. Um, and you really need to know that when you're firing that gun, it's really hitting the mark. It's hitting your targets. And that's why I think they work beautifully hand in hand. And a lot of the time businesses, particularly when they're new businesses, they'll jump straight into marketing. But they're actually not taking that step back to really think about what's the best way of doing this? What's the best way of approaching this? And if you know your, if you get to understand your data, your demographic, you'll, you'll be able to save a lot of that um, investment and energy because you know that you'll be able to click the, click the button and hit the customer or client base that you need to. Mm, mm. Should... Now we've talked about this because of course you're a PR professional yeah. and it is important, but again, I guess I'm reiterating, should businesses invest in PR? Absolutely. And PR doesn't have to be a, a costly exercise. And when you think about it, by investing a little bit in, of your marketing spend into PR, you're probably going to save money at the end of the day because mm -hmm. you, you know that you're going to have a strategy. I also encourage a lot of business owners that I work with to really learn about how we do it as well. And once they can actually spend time with a PR practitioner like myself, they really get in that mindset and that approach so that even when they perhaps don't need their PR anymore and they're just doing their marketing, they really understand what they're doing and why they're doing it. And so they can also ask those big questions about, you know, perhaps at an end of a campaign, they can step back and say, well, did that work? How could we adjust that? How could we do that better into the future? And I think one of the, the key parts of any campaign or any crisis even that I manage is that point of reflection where you stand back and you evaluate how did that go? How did we do with mm. that campaign? Um, could, we, could we have adjusted things to perhaps touch touch point with a different client base? Mm. 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 What is the biggest mistake business owners make when it comes to PR? Um, I think probably not having it is the, is the biggest mistake. <laughs> I, think. I think also you have to be really sure about the agency that you're working with. Um, when I when I sort of stepped out and opened my my own um, agency, I was working with a lot of agencies at the time, and I was really surprised because a lot of them were quite arm's length from their client. So it was almost like they ran off on their own tangent, and the client really didn't understand what what their PR spend was even even doing. So that's mm. why I wanted a very different approach. So I really embed within the organisation. I understand the people. I understand the culture. I understand the the customers, and by embedding within the organization, you're also ensuring that you're meeting their business goals. Because at the end mm. of the day, you're wanting more sales, 
They're wanting more customers through their door. They're wanting to improve their, you know, their reputation in an industry. So I think, yeah, that's probably another tip is just really know that the agency you're working with is going to be deeply involved in your business with you. So then how do you feel about social media versus email? Because, you know, I was just talking to someone who's an email marketing specialist and it's true. I mean, we're out there with social media every day, just trying to get the eyes, the views, all of that. When, and we forget about what people did a few years ago, 10 years ago. You know, what is, what is your thought? What are your thoughts on that? I think social media is a good way of building up your business. So building up your client base. And, but again, it needs to be quite strategic in the way you approach it, because we have this sort of three by three rules. So people need to have three clear messages about their business and they need to have a touch point three times with their customers. So there's definitely a place for social media. I think also with social media, you can control your story and your narrative because it's yours. So done well, it's fantastic. But email marketing is also very personalized. So once you build up that, that marketing database and that, I guess, that client base, email marketing can be really effective as well because you know that you're hitting the inbox. But again, there's little tips and tricks that you can, you can pick up and we do this with our clients all the time even in the subject heading, even in the um, the first couple of words of that email, it's really important to capture because we, we all get a lot of spam emails. So, you know, we're always delete, delete, delete. So you really need to hit the mark with them early. Yeah, yeah. Um, so let's talk about the importance of personal PR for an entrepreneur. Yeah, look, reputation and um, that founder story is really important because when you think about it, particularly if you're looking for investors or you're looking for big clients or they really want to know about the person that they're doing business with. So I think mm. it's really important from the get-go that people work on their own PR as well and their own reputational work. And it's about the power of the connection with that person and that founder. And, I, you know, I think there's a time and place when the business needs to be well positioned and promoting itself, but there's also a time when that, that human connection is really important. And I'm finding more and more that, you know, questions are asked about who's the person behind the brand? Who's mm. the person and the company and I know with even within my own um my own industry um my rep you know my reputation in the industry comes up quite often about you know who is she what does she do and then people get to know through LinkedIn or through articles that I write wow she's actually got quite a wide view um I really demonstrate through my personal promotion about my thought processes and my approaches to PR I try to give people a different slant on things mm -hmm. um I think that's really really important and I think also you know understanding public relations and the frameworks that we use can really help people in business and help them elevate themselves within their, their own industries. But also personally, I think personal PR is, is another thing that we, um, we need to look at and focus on. Um, and I know I had that recently. I, I enjoyed a big health life crisis and mm. I was faced with enormous, um, enormous decisions and choices and, and a, a diagnosis. And very quickly, I found that I was using my own crisis PR framework to navigate that crisis and navigate yeah. it well. 
And so I really hope that, um, you know, through my book and through my learnings, I can also empower others to take up some of those, some of those tips and tricks. What is the name of your book? I didn't, I didn't even know you had a book, girl. <laughs> yes, it's called She Has Breast Cancer. Oh, okay. Yeah, so late last year I was diagnosed with, with breast cancer and it was, it was a very bad diagnosis. It was very mm. poor crisis communications. I almost felt I needed to put my work hat for a moment and help that doctor navigate some of those diagnoses and some of those words that they were using. Um, but I also found that, you know, there was this big cancer cliche as well. So I found myself that I was in my own personal PR crisis where I was having to dispel myths around my, my diagnosis and my, um, my, I like to say my wellness because I am well and I am yeah. doing well. With but I had to really, really work on the messages that I was delivering, working out what my narrative was around it, rebuilding my brand, my personal brand, um, and finding a new way to, uh, you know, adapt this um, to me, to me as a person, not being, you know, this whole, she's got breast cancer. Well, you know what, that brings up another point that I wanted to ask you about, because a lot of times women get in midlife and things just change. And you want to, whether you start a business, whether there's an illness, whether there's a divorce, a death, a, a marriage, a child, I mean, whatever it is, um, you might have to or want to rebrand yourself. How does someone go about doing that? Like, what are some tips they could use to go about doing that? Yeah, look, I think in our 40s, we're wearing so many different hats and so many different roles. For the, so the first thing that I really say to women is step back and define yourself. So really work out what your narrative is, work out what your brand and your personal story is. I really started with, I guess, my values and my values about how I wanted to live my life. How did, how did I want to approach it? I think um, we also have this, we walk around with this myth of certainty where we think that tomorrow is promised or next year is going to come. Once you're also living your, your true authentic self where you realize you have one life, this is your life. Hmm. I think you start to, you start to speak truths. You start to speak from a really authentic place. And that's that process of developing your story, developing your narrative and developing your brand. But I think it's also women need to know that, you know, they can do it. Um, they don't have to rely on others. They don't have to worry about what other people think. Um, I've got this wonderful friend who said to me, you know, I don't worry about what other people think because what they think is none of my business. And I just I yes. love that. I love yes. that. So often. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That makes perfect sense. What, what is it about branding? Like, what are the key things people need to keep in mind when they're branding themselves, branding a business? What is the most important thing about branding or creating that brand? Yeah, I think authenticity is really key. So really understanding um, who you are, where you're from, where you, where you come from, what are your values, and really leading from that that place of values. So if you can do that, you will be true to yourself. You will be true to your brand. I think we see that with businesses and companies when they project something that they're not actually following through with. Customers know. Customers yeah. can see that. Yeah. 
and I think that's the same with pers- you know, personal branding as well. If if you're really not living it, if you're trying to project something that you know is not true and that you're not, people are going to see through it very quickly. Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. the other thing is that that brand association as well. We see when brands get in trouble with each other. You know, one brand does something wrong, and then another brand gets accidentally pulled into it without knowing. Um, I think if you if you have your true brand and your true self and your authenticity, you'll be able to weather those storms a little easier. Mm. Mm. Wow, you're giving some real good points here. <laughs> <laughs> what um I wanted to ask you about crisis management. Can you describe a couple of business crises people may go through that um every entrepreneur should be prepared to tackle? Like we said earlier, it doesn't have to be major, but what are some little things that you should be prepared for? Yeah, look, it can start from even an unhappy customer. An unhappy customer is very common. We're all going to experience that at some at some time. So one thing that I I always say is never be afraid of communications. I think whatever the crisis may be, whether it's an unhappy customer, we saw COVID crises, yeah. um, we've seen financial crises. All of these things can happen. They're all a risk in our business. But one thing that can really help is clear communications and being able communicate well i think a lot of the i think the the feeling when you're in that crisis is you just want to go to ground you just want to be quiet you just want to sort of freeze for a moment and that's not always the best way a lot of the time it is to intervene early we we talk about the first 24 hours of crisis is crucial it can actually somewhat define the outcome so i really encourage people to address and face that early um and communications is key i think communications can solve a lot of conflict um my best advice when for example if you're dealing with an unhappy customer or an unhappy client engage try and take it offline don't do it online take it offline and have those conversations with them and don't come from a point of defense come from a point of engagement of wanting to you know, mend the damage that's been done. Um, really take, listen to them, listen to their problems. And, you know, this is just, this is an unhappy customer situation, but you can see that a lot of these, a lot of these strategies could be used across the board, mm-hmm. but it is first 24 hours being very, very nimble in your response, but making sure that response and that communications is really clear and really authentic. Mm-hmm. Um. Let's see, what else do I have? Because you're you're answering all the questions that are coming my way that I have here. Um, What are three tips businesses should keep in mind when creating a brand strategy? Look, the first tip I have is keep it simple. Um, when you're developing a brand strategy, you think about all the big brands, the big notable brands, like you think about Apple or Coke or, you know, there's such, it's such simple branding and it's so recognizable because that's what we want. We want your business and your brand 
to be recognized very early. The second point is to understand your messaging. So understand the story behind your brand and tell it well, but tell it concisely. I tell people or advise people never have more than three points under your brand story and mm. always those three points in your messaging and your narrative or your storytelling and you'll you can probably see now that by keeping it simple having just three key points but repeating them over and over in different ways that's going to get you a great deal of recognition and the third point is know your market so really understand what your who your competitors are what the potential competitors are and think about within your market, are you going to grow? Is this brand going to see you through for the long term or is it more of a short term? And understand your demographics. So who who are the customers? Who are we targeting? Who are we speaking to? And making sure that your brand is going to resonate with them. Hmm. Hmm. Well, lastly, if you could share the one piece of advice that someone shared with you about PR, the PR business that you felt was like, oh yeah, I can, I can hold on to this. Yeah. Look, I think the, the one piece of advice that I, you know, mm -hmm. I've taken all my way through is make sure that you're managing risk well. So don't just go into, you know, PR and just look to the, look to the good times, but also make sure that you're prepared for those bad times as well. Mm -hmm. um, I think, you know, that's not only in PR, but also in life is we are going to have ups and downs and we need to be prepared for them. We need to be in the right mindset to approach them and mm -hmm. having Having a PR strategy or a risk strategy, it doesn't mean that you're you're willing it on or you're waiting for it to come or you're expecting it. It just means that you're ready. You're ready if it happens. So when that the rug is pulled from you, you'll be in a stronger place to approach that crisis. Wow, that's actually really good advice. And it's, it's interesting because it falls along the lines of a piece of advice that someone gave me a long time ago. I've, you know, I've always been this, had this entrepreneur spirit and starting businesses. And the guy was an accountant and he said to me, he's like, the biggest, the biggest place, the place I see small businesses fail the most is they're not prepared for growth. So it's just a matter. And it, that always stuck with me. He's like, yeah. just be prepared for growth. Everybody wants to get out there and put their products out there and show themselves. But then what happens if you've got this slew of business that comes in? Are you ready? So that always stuck with me. And just hearing what you said, it's kind of along the same lines. Yeah, you don't want anything to happen. But just being prepared in case something does is always a good thing. Absolutely. And, you know, an accountant, a PR specialist, you know, all of these um, advisors are so important in business as well. And I talk about it in PR. I talk about it in my book is you need to build your team. You can't, you can't do it all alone. You can't know everything alone, but have that team around you that can support you and advise you. And I completely agree. We've seen a lot of businesses, particularly in this economic climate, that we're not prepared for growth. Mm -hmm. And it's actually businesses unstuck. That's been that's been their downfall is they couldn't yep. grow. And we're seeing that more and more, particularly in Australia at the moment, so many brands are going into voluntary administration because they they just weren't able to weather that growth storm. Wow. Wow. Well, 
I want to thank you for being here. If someone wanted to get in contact with you, Danica, wanted to purchase your book, please tell us how. Yeah, so you can go to my website, which is danicabpr.com, or we also have Instagram, which is danicabpr. And of course, we also have the book, which is about navigating personal crises using a crisis framework. And that Instagram is at she has breast cancer. Nice, nice. Well, thank you for being here, Danica. And to everyone, I'm Sherry O. And you've been listening to Mature Allure. Thanks for listening to this episode of Mature Allure. For more information about us, visit matureallure.net and get social with us on Instagram and YouTube at mature.allure, Facebook at For Mature Allure, and Twitter at mature underscore allure. Till next time, we encourage you to stay positive, embrace who you are at every stage of your life, and always tap into your mature allure.